big, 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 big thank you for checking out the podcast. Man, I really appreciate you guys so much. Before we get into today's episode, I did want to make you guys aware, every Tuesday night at 8.15 Central Standard Time on the F-Cubed Facebook page, which you can find by searching my social media handle, at jschultzf3, which is my handle on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and here on Facebook, 8.15 Central Standard Time, Tuesday nights, Autumn and I host an open forum for all things fitness, all things finance, all things faith. And we just throw it out there to you guys and questions come in and comments come in and we always get into a really, really good discussion. We've been doing that for a few months now and it's been a lot of fun for us and hopefully, you know, valuable for you guys. And so definitely check that out every Tuesday night, 8.15, the F-Cubed Facebook page and I will see you guys there. Welcome back to the F-Cubed Podcast. I've got a really, man, I've got a really fun segment or episode ready to go for you guys. This is something that I get asked this question quite a bit. As someone who has, you know, spent the better part of, man, two decades now, almost two decades, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm creeping up on it. As someone who has spent a lot of time in the world of physical fitness, you know, bodybuilding, competing, you know, training, nutrition, just all that stuff, having spent so much time in that arena, one of the questions I get asked quite a bit is, Jim, if you were starting all over again, what would you do? If you were a brand new beginner, How would you structure your approach to training and nutrition? And so I thought, man, first of all, that is a great question. Second of all, if it's a great question, it is a great idea for a podcast. And so here we go, man. If I was a beginner, this is what I would do. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. This has been in my mind now for several weeks and I've been wanting to do this episode, but I'm like, all right, let me let me sit, let me let this marinate a little bit, and let me make sure that I kind of dot all my I's and cross all my T's here. So if I'm a beginner, if I was a beginner, this is exactly what I would do. And I'm going to break this into two buckets, training and nutrition. From a training standpoint, I would simplify the process considerably. I would simplify the process considerably for a number of reasons. But the first reason is this. If I'm a beginner and I've never trained seriously ever, right? I don't know what it means to be consistent. I don't know what it means to train hard. And frankly, at this point on the learning curve, at this, you know, at this point in my career, I'm not convinced I'm going to stick with this, right? And so I actually think it's a little grandiose I think it's a little a little too much to expect someone to come right out of the shoots training 5 6 days a week, you know, balls to the wall, everything you got, leave it all on the field every single day. I just don't think that's a recipe for success for most people. 
It doesn't matter how motivated you are today. I don't care about that. And I've talked about this before. I've done Instagram posts. I've done whatever. I mean, one of my one of the things I always like to say is I don't care how excited you are on day one. That literally doesn't mean anything. Because everybody's excited on day one. I want to know where are you at on day 100? Where are you at on day 200? When now all of us all of a sudden the motivation and the euphoria of getting started that is long gone. Now it feels like work. Now it feels like work because it actually is work. And so that's what I care about. Anybody can put together a six-day plan where you're training to failure on every set and it looks great on paper. But can you actually execute that plan over the long haul? For most people that are just starting out, I don't think you can. Now, when you get to intermediate, advanced, I mean, you kind of need to do that, some of that, to some degree to continue to progress. And as someone who's been training for nearly 20 years, unfortunately, I know that arena very well also. But if I'm a beginner, here's what I would do from a training standpoint. I would train three days a week, maybe four, but I would train three days a week and I would just do full body sessions. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You know what I mean? Having the rest in between the sessions makes a lot of sense from a recovery standpoint. But if your schedule is such that, hey, you've got to do Monday, Tuesday, Friday, you can make that work, right? Anything will work from a split design or a split frequency standpoint if you're training three days a week. Now, you know, if you have to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then take four days off, that's not the greatest in the world. But can you make that work? Yes, you can for the reasons I'm going to get into in a second. But I would do a full body split or if you were doing four days a week you could do like upper lower upper lower but i would just focus on very basic movements like squats like deadlifts like bench press like shoulder press like curls like rows i would not overcomplicate this process i would work very hard to perfect your technique on the main lifts like deadlifts and squats and bench press. And the reason why I would do this is a couplefold. First, leave your ego at the door. Leave your ego at the door and learn how to do these exercises correctly. Learn how to do these exercises correctly with fairly light to moderate weight or fairly light to moderate loads. In today's world of, you know, YouTube and, you know, you got all the bros at the gym that can help you out. I mean, you can figure out how to do anything in life. Forget about the gym. I mean, in life with YouTube, you can literally Google how to fill in the blank. And, you know, 18 hours later, you'll be up to speed on how to do whatever it is you want to do. So if you want to learn how to deadlift, you know, spending four hours on YouTube and or, I mean, have the video playing while you are like in between sets. And so you can probably get 80, 90% of the way there. And then to like really fine tune like some of the, you know, finer points of the movement, you might need someone to help you. You might need someone to show you. But you can get most of the way there, if not all the way there. And here's the beauty of that. So it's two things. Number one, you are just starting out. You are an absolute beginner. 
So what does that mean? That means you, sir or madam, are looking down the barrel at some pretty sweet gains coming your way. You're going to make some progress without having to do very much work at all. In the world of fitness, we refer to these as beginner gains. You are literally in a situation where you could go to the gym, you could bang your head against the wall for 45 minutes three times a week, and six weeks later you can be like, wow, I'm huge. Or if you're a female, you can be like, wow, man, I'm looking pretty lean. It doesn't matter what you do, you're going to make progress because you're, it's going to be such a shock to your system that you're asking it to do you know, serious, consistent work at any level that you're going to make progress. And so you need to capitalize on that. You need to capitalize on that by perfecting these main movements because squat, bench, deadlift, these are the pillars of any well-thought-out program. And it, does, it almost doesn't matter what you're doing in terms of are you a power lifter? Are you interested in strength? Are you more of a bodybuilder? Are you interested in, in hypertrophy? Are you just kind of you know an average everyday person that just wants to be healthier, that just wants to be leaner, that just wants to be a little faster or a little stronger? You're going to want to become good at squats, bench, and deadlift. So leave your ego at the door Learn how to do these movements correctly because here's what's going to happen. If you spend, you know, 6, 12, 24, 36 weeks figuring out these movements, you're going to make gains along the way that's going to, you know, spur additional motivation. But even more importantly, you will have invested a nice chunk of time and energy into learning how to do these things the right way. So that way, when there comes a time when the gains don't come as easily, because unfortunately that's coming too, you're now going to know how to do these exercises correctly. So you're going to feel confident and you're going to be able to you know, add weight to the bar, add sets to your split. You're going to be able to do that safely and confidently so you can progressively overload your system, which is going to be required to continue to progress. But you will have built up such a nice foundation that you'll be ready for that. So that's what I would do, man. Three-day-a-week split, four-day-a-week split, just focusing on the basics. Now, I didn't want to get lost in the weeds today with like exact number of sets and exact number of reps and all that stuff. I'll probably get into that in a future podcast. But to kind of narrow the focus of today's episode, I just want to talk in kind of grander, grander terms. And again, I kind of alluded to this a minute ago. But this applies to men or women. This is, this is gender neutral, man. This is male or female. Squats, bench, deadlift, the basics, three times a week, four times a week. Now, from a nutrition standpoint, I would absolutely track my nutrition for at least some period of time. Like, you know, three to four weeks. Right? Like if you're a beginner in the world of fitness, you obviously take this seriously. This is obviously important to you at some level. I don't think it's too much to ask of you to weigh your food and track your food and monitor your nutrition for a month. I don't think that's unrealistic. Now I do think, and I am not so naive to believe that it's maybe not 
unrealistic or that it is unrealistic, I guess is actually the way I meant to say it, that it might be unrealistic to ask somebody to do that for the rest of their lives. I understand that. That is a commitment that takes a lot of dedication, that takes a lot of sacrifice, and it's not necessarily required to meet your goals in the world of physical fitness. I'm aware of all of that. But man, I'll tell you, the awareness that you're going to build, the recognition that you're going to create in the world of nutrition with things like protein and carbs and fats and fiber and just understanding, you know, all right, six ounces of chicken, that's what six ounces of chicken looks like. I'm serious, man. We should, and maybe I'll do this one day. This would be kind of fun. Like, we should do this, like, straight up Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel style, man. We should go on the street. We should ask, just pull random people off the street and say, hey, what, you know, what do you think six ounces of chicken looks like? Or show them, you know, show them, like, three ounces of chicken, six ounces of chicken, and, like, ten ounces of chicken. And say, which one of these is six ounces? I think we would be blown away at how people, average people, really have no understanding or no reference point for food portions. And I think chicken might be easy. But let's let's not let's not go easy on these people, man. Let's 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 go after them. Let's go with potatoes. Let's go with baked potatoes. All right, so, you know, which of the following potatoes has 35 carbs in it? You know, let's show them like a little potato, like a tiny little potato like a tater tot. Let's show them like a medium-sized potato, and then let's show them one of those honkers from Outback that's been, you know, roided out and just on this ultra bulk cycle ever since it was in the field man let's show them one of those guys too and i think you know a lot of people with no reference point they're not gonna know they'll probably maybe be able to weed out the tater tot using some deductive reasoning but i'd be willing to bet that you know between a regular potato that's actually 30 carbs or 35 carbs and the ultra bulked out guy from outback that's like 90 carbs it's probably 50 50 man it's probably a coin flip most people would be split down the middle, right? We pull enough people. I bet you we'd get a lot of people saying, oh yeah, that big guy, that's probably about 35 carbs. And so it's something like that, that you can only, you can only create or develop this awareness if you actually invest the time to weigh the food for again, just a few weeks, just to build up a baseline so that you can now literally use that knowledge for the rest of your life. Right? It doesn't take long. You're not going to forget what six ounces of chicken looks like. You're not going to forget what 30 carbs of potatoes looks like relative to 90 carbs of potatoes. Now, are, are your skills going to diminish a little bit? Of course. You know, are you going to you know, maybe be off your game you know, if you haven't tracked for you know, a year or two years? Of course. Right? 30 carbs and 45 carbs may start to blend in your mind. But again, you won't mistake 30 carbs for 90 carbs or 100 carbs. And that obviously, you know, you guys can probably already see where I'm going going with this. That makes a huge difference, not only in that day, but over time, over weeks and months and years, that makes an enormous difference. And so from a nutrition standpoint, I would buy a scale, I would get on Amazon, I would, you know, fire up the old Prime membership I would drop the $25 and order a digital scale and I would invest 
the time and I would make the commitment for three or four weeks and say, all right, I'm going to weigh my food. I'm going to track my food. I kind of want to know what a cup of rice checks actually looks like. It's not that much. You know, spoiler alert, it's a lot less than you think. And so the only way to understand this, though, is to actually do it, to actually put in the work. And then, you know, it will serve you well for a very long time. And then, you know, of course, from there, you may want to track for the long term. And that's obviously my approach. That's obviously what I think is best. And I talked about that a little bit in the episode I did a a couple of weeks ago on why I track macros. But even if you don't want to do it long term, man, I think if you commit to three or four weeks, I think it would serve you very, very well. And so, you know, again, I didn't really want to get lost in the weeds today talking about, okay, well then how much protein do I eat? How much carbs do I eat? How much whatever do I eat? You know, I did a three-part YouTube video series on how to set up your macros for fat loss. And so, you know, you could watch that. You know, each video is only a couple minutes long. You guys could check that out and it would kind of give you a good reference point if you're trying to lose fat. And even from there, if you're not trying to lose fat, if you're just trying to be healthier, and establish, you know, a healthier relationship with food, then you can probably take the macros that I laid out and you can probably work backwards to, all right, I don't really want to lose fat, but I just kind of want to eat healthier and kind of maintain my weight or whatever. You know, you guys are smart, man. You guys can probably work backwards to some reasonable numbers that uh, that might be appropriate for you. They might not be appropriate for you because everybody's metabolism is different and unique. And so, I mean, what I threw out there in that video may not apply to you anyway, even if you're trying to lose fat, because you've got to see how your own body responds. And so, and of course, if I can ever help with anything, man, just hit me up, you know, social media, jschultzf3, or email me, jschultzf3 at gmail. I mean, I'd be happy to help any of you guys out with anything that I possibly can. And so, I hope that kind of gave you guys a little something to think about. You know, if I was a, if I was a beginner and I was starting out, those are the first two things that I would do. Right, there's obviously many steps after that, but the first two steps I would make would be A, on the training side, set up a three-day-a-week split, a four-day-a-week split, just focusing on the basics. And oh, one other thing with that three-day-a-week split, I would do the same exercises each day. And I would do that because you want to build up your skill in these exercises. Right? I wouldn't worry about shocking the muscle. I wouldn't worry about muscle confusion. I wouldn't worry about any of that stuff. I would just do the same exercises over and over and over again for several months at least because you want to build up that skill. But then, of course, the second step I would make is I would track my nutrition. And just from there, the awareness, the recognition that you're going to build and establish is, again, you know, it's going to basically make the world – it's going to make the physical fitness world – your oyster and you'll actually know the macro breakdown of oysters which may or may not help you it doesn't help me at all because i hate oysters but anyway that's it man that's all i got for you guys today if i was a beginner that is how i would start and so i will see you guys on the flip side You're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. But have you checked out the YouTube channel yet? Man, go to Live F Cubed. That's the F Cubed website, Live F Cubed. 
And in the upper right-hand corner, you can find a link right to the YouTube channel. I don't have enough clout. I don't have enough prestige yet to have you know my own YouTube URL that is recognizable. It's just a bunch of letters and consonants that nobody's going to remember. I don't even know it myself, so I'm certainly not going to give you that. But go to LiveFCubed, click on the YouTube link, check out the videos, subscribe. Got a lot of stuff coming out in video form, so definitely give that a look.